Simpson. And Japan have gone absolutely without lead. This is Whitmore. Paul and Gale both available. It's still Whitmore. It is the reggae boys who take the lead. Paul Chad. Greetings, football lovers. Happy New Year. Happy 2023 to the family. Welcome to Ball Chat Podcast. My name is Benton, along with the family engineer, aka Junior. A long time in the sea, Bridget. How you doing? Happy New Year, family. This year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yo, it was it was a well needed break, and and we're back, and I'm feeling good. Manchester United is Manchester United again, so we feel good. Uh, Junior, too early, too early for the foolishness, too early for the Manchester United talk, too early for the Manchester United. Big up to come on out of road, big up yourself, come on had a meeting to attend. So she's not hiding Chelsea, um, anti-Chelsea people, she's not hiding, come on, had an emergency meeting at the Referees Association, what is it? Some brown envelope things are going on in 2023, Junior. Yo, something I don't know enough. I don't know. Some some money laundering though. <laughs> All right, football family, welcome to Ball Chat for the first episode of 2023. We're gonna do as we always do. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I uh, really appreciate you stopping by. The show is all about reviewing some of the major news in the world of football. If you're always a regular, if you're a regular to the show, big ups, one love forward. Definitely always big up to the regulars, them, big up to the regulars, them. Hopefully everyone had a safe and a festive holiday spirit. And let's kick it off with some ballers and bugs. Going to ballers and bugs at the top of the show. Ballers been impressive players of the week. Bugs been unimpressive. Then we're going to take a look at FA Cup action. Boy, Chelsea Connor dark in FA Cup and EPL. We'll take a look at FA Cup football. Take a look at the EPL as some EPL game took place this week. We'll also discuss the legendary, the one and only Mr. Pele. He passed away while we were on break. So we're going to get our final thoughts on the legendary, the one and only Pele. And we'll wrap up with a small yard ball as report. Car, come on out the road. We'll discuss American football and just do a whole heap of, um, at the end of the day, just a big recap of 2022, our ballers for 2022, and our bucks for 2022. Junior, ballers of the, of the week, family. First baller for 2023. Who do you have, family? You know, you, it, 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 the obvious answer is League Two side Stevenage for defeating Aston Villa at Aston Villa 2-1 in the FA Cup today. It, it's simply remarkable. This is the reason why ESPN Plus highlighted this weekend FA Cup action. This round is a round that you always have them games. Those games where you just never see coming. So you definitely have to give it to them. Um, I'm going to give it to Marcus Rashford because Rashford seemed to find a purple patch. So till uh, some of them them, I said, foolish, it's, uh, Rashford is in the top five in the world. Not me. But Bridget never said Rashford is in the top five top, in the world. Top, That's so good. Top five of what, Junior? Please. Top clarify. five footballer. I look, look, big up Conrad. We can't call it him. Conrad <laughs> says he's in the top five. Um, I, it, it, I just not. Also, I'm going to Tommy Abraham scored a, a stoppage time goal today against Milan to earn a draw for Roma. Roma is one draw and one win in the new year. Has. Jose Mourinho turned it around. 
Big up, big up, big up to Reggie, big up to the Arsenal fan, Reggie, happy new year, bless up yourself family, see you running in, send all your ballers and bugs, um, my ballers of the week family, I want to give a ball of the week to Alicia Cervantes, Licia Cervantes, plays for Chivas in League Mexico, scored a stunner from way downtown, what, 40, 50, I don't even know where she kicked the ball from, way, way, Downtown was a brilliant goal she scored for Chivas in League Mexico game this week. Um, Licha Cervantes, big up yourself, gets a ball of the week as she becomes the third woman, third player in the women's Mexican league to score 100 goals. So big up, big up to Licha, big up Licia, um, Alicia Cervantes. And I also want to give a ball of the week to Sheffield Wednesday, Darren Moore's Sheffield Wednesday. Why we say it again? Darren Moore's Sheffield Wednesday. How many jobs did he get fired from? Jamaican. Jamaican Darren Moore. <laughs> so Darren Moore and Sheffield Wednesday. Big up in the cell for upset of big money, big spending. Newcastle in the FA Cup. Big up to Darren Moore. We know he had some issues, um, you know, health scares during the COVID fiasco. So it's great to see him on, back on the sideline. And it's also great. For him to upset the big money side, Newcastle. So Darren Moore and Sheffield Wednesday get a ball of the week. And a ball of the week for me, Juventus. Juventus. Eight games winning streak on the trot. Big up yourself, Juventus. Who would have thought Maximiliano Allegri would have done that? So big up yourself. As Juventus is running very, very close to the top in the Scudetto. Big up you yourself. never think... You never think Allegri would have turned it around? I, I never thought it. Okay. <laughs> I never thought. So, ballers, I've already said you got Stevenage and Wrexham for some upset in the FA Cup wins. Ball of the week, Stevenage. Hold on. Boa beat Register because is Wrexham beating Coventry really an upset? Because Wrexham have um, Ryan Reynolds' money and have Ryan Reynolds' hype. So, yes, in terms of league play, yes, it's an upset. But Wrexham FC definitely have Ryan Reynolds seem to have them going in the right direction. Yeah, but uh, well, on the non-league side, it's patty shop. Well, I wouldn't say patty shop, but... <laughs> fish and chips. <laughs> it's fish and chips side. I mean, they're not supposed <laughs> to be Coventry. So, uh, big up, big up. Bugs of the week, family. Who do you have? Who do you have, family? Unimpressive players of the week, Junior. Who do you have? I guess we are you know, again, just check the box and say Chelsea and just get yes, the week. Yes, <laughs> let, yes. Let's just get Chelsea the bug of the week out of the way. So we can put that one around a corner. And it not this so. But but also after beat oh wrong choice of words. I'm sorry. Ladies, I'm sorry. I won't do what Claudio Reina refused to do. But real wife, what you doing? <laughs> This U.S. soccer fiasco, yo, let me tell you something. You know it is bad. It is terrible. When we, I expect Ricketts, JFF president, to give some statement on behalf of CONCACAF about the state of U.S. soccer federation. What kind of, yo, that, that's not patty shop. That's not a burger shop. And a McDonald's. We don't know what to call it. But what we could I call a shop the way where US Soccer Federation is? Let's see what we'll talk about it. But US Soccer Federation definitely get my bug of the week. 
Chelsea, of course. Um, I'm going to tell you guys why I don't blame Graham Potter later on. That that that. So keep it locked. Yeah, we'll keep. So so you got Chelsea and um the the, the Reina, Claudia Reina's wife is Danielle Egan Reina, former um, international player. So get well, the names I, right, brother. Get the names I, right. It's too th- early. Yeah. We we want to keep. The new listeners. <laughs> no, no, hold on. No, you better. I my mother listened, my father, they got my parents. I am not advocating for violence against women. But you hear what I'm saying? It's a pun on words, it's a play on words. So let me say it again so Benton can catch it. People, I'm gonna say it again. Precursor, I am not advocate. It's a joke. Well, don't say it. If you have to no, say I, a precursor, I, I, I have to say, say it. I have to say it. I am. I don't want to do what Claudio Reda, Gio Reda's father, did not do to his mother, Gio Reda's mother, for starting this cascas in a U.S. Soccer Federation. Now leave it at that. Uh, leave, leave, leave it at that. Leave it at that. And uh, football family, I forgot to mention the re- this new ballers and bugs images segment up. We're highlighting some ballers. Messi, of course, the general. Kili Kili Mbappe. And um, some current Alexis, uh, Alexia Putelas ballers. I know the Cristiano Ronaldo fans are pretty ticked off that Cristiano Ronaldo is not up there as a baller. But it's right. a new ballers and bug segment highlight. Oh, Alison. Well, forget Alison that bug too. Jesus. But forget about Alison. <laughs> what? The, the, the ever... The, um, the, Liverpool uh, goalkeeper. Uh, Liverpool goalkeeper, Alisson. Brazil, my gosh. one. My gosh, two idiot goalman give up. All right, big up, big up, big up, big up. All right, ballers and bugs, big up. Vibes, Rabla, big up yourself. Happy New Year, family. Vibes, Rabla, Sebala, Pedri. Uh, Barcelona defeated Atletico Madrid. Why Atletico Madrid? Why? It's like some games already decided before they show up to play. <laughs> if, if I mean, it, it just, it's the same thing. Yo, all right. Ball of the week for five Rob Black is Pedri and Bug Jordan Henderson. Big up, big up to the family. New listeners, we in the Ballers and Bugs segment where we highlight impressive players of the week, ballers and unimpressive players of the week, so Bugs. Um, so, Junior, you have, um, you have Claudia Reyna and the wolf, uh, wife, Daniel Egan Reyna, fiasco. And you also have, who else has your Chelsea, box? Chelsea and Alisson. And all right, all right, and and my bugs are bug. It, it just going to squeeze it to Everton and um Frank Lampard. It, it, it's just foolishness. You can't get run off the field by what Brighton. Uh, 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 Brighton beat the bricks off of them in the midweek. In the, it, there's no, I mean Frank Lampard. Get yourself together, brother. You you coach at Derby. You coach at Chelsea. Now you have Everton job. There has to be some learning on. You have to learn something. I we're not seeing any any learning occurring here. So you get the bug of the week, brother. Not occurring. All right. So now you keep your ballers and bugs running in. Let Let's get to our football recap and start off with the FA Cup family. We're just going go through the pieces and kick it off with the FA Cup and work our way back to the EPL. Some you know EPL news that took place. Um, FA Cup results that that took place um you know over the weekend it's a lot of games a lot it's a lot of games i mean and um ultimately 
the big result from Saturday, Junior, was probably this um, Sheffield Wednesday over Newcastle victory. Sheffield over Newcastle. Was probably over... the biggest upset on Saturday. I mean, no. which other one you want to highlight? Stevenson, Stevenson over Aston Villa. That's today, today, right? Yeah, oh, so, oh, so it's a fun from Saturday. Yeah, from Saturday, from Saturday. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sorry, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, as it pertains to Liverpool and the 2-2 draw with Wolves, I mean, do you have anything to say about that one there? Um, yeah, I have a lot to say, but when we talk about coaches, and I, I go, I go and tie grandpa to it. <laughs> Why? I mean, Wolves uh, coach Julian Lopetegui felt like either VAR was a bit unfriendly to the unkind to them. You have, you have any? I mean, but no, no. All right, all right. Lopetegui, shut the hell up. Just be happy that you draw the game and you're getting, you're getting a, um, you get, you're getting a replay. But um, Allison was was poor, like poor, poor. He gave the first goal. I don't know how he never see the yellow shirt in front of him when he passed it to homeboy. And the second goal, after giving up the first goal, you cannot have a lot, a lot of concentration in, in giving up the second goal. So, Alistair, it really falls at his feet. But I think we've seen this picture many times with Liverpool. And I have to start questioning Jurgen Klopp. And there is something to be said about the time limit for a club at a club. I think, what is it, three years or four years or something like that? The same thing happened at Dartmouth and the same thing happened at Liverpool. So is it that he doesn't know how to move on from certain players or is it that the message is getting a little bit older, a little bit tired? Because to me, Liverpool was obviously the better team, but they just had lapses in concentration and moments of, of, of um, clouded judgment. Yeah, they, I mean, they, you know, they, they're trying to sustain something. Big up Geraldo Hienz. Um Geraldo says Chelsea bug over everything. We'll get to Chelsea <laughs> and their bug over everything. We definitely put that bug in the corner um, regarding Chelsea. But yeah, Liverpool is trying to figure out a way to get on a good run and stay. And of course, they're defending champions for the FA Cup. Um, I, you know, Cody Gakpo made his debut after the big transfer, after Liverpool sneaked that one from out of Manchester United grass. Um, I don't think they did. Manchester East, you know, because everybody and their mother did say, uh, Cody, I go Manchester United. No, Co- I don't. I don't. Co- Cody even said he likes the club, he might blah, 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 and, and things just pivot. All right, so don't don't try say Manchester United wasn't up front. Ten Hag, Ten Hag wanted the player. Is that accurate? Ten, Ten, Ten Hag reportedly wanted the player, All right. but Manchester United traditionally do not make big January transfers. One and two, they did come out and say they were brought. Now don't get me wrong, I wanted Gapo at Manchester United, but not a bad mind the move. But reality is reality that Gakpo really wasn't in the picture for Manu at um for in January. That's just the truth. Now does Liverpool want need Gakpo? I don't think Liverpool need Gakpo either. Because is Gakpo going to play the number nine? Why are you bringing in another winger? That's how I know Manchester United never needed Gakpo. 
Why am I bringing in another winger? Winger. We have Ganacho. We have we have Sancho. We have um, Rashford. We have Bruno. We have Van. There are so many players. Liverpool right. to me right. needed a number nine. All right, all right. <laughs> the one bringing Ganacho. Oh, I look a wet behind the ears, baller who is still a, a hurricane. Ilanga. Ilanga. Pilestri. Pilestri had a good World Cup. He's still, still there, man. You. Yeah, Wouldn't need no more winger. Um, your thoughts on Cody's um, debut yesterday for Liverpool? Too early. But I'll pass, Judge. It's too early. Um, too early. We'll see. We'll see. But my only concern is, can he play as the number nine? Because we see Gakpo deployed as a right winger in the World Cup. And we never see him go down the middle. We don't see him go down. I mean, and yeah. we'll see. I mean, so why, why can't they focus on Nunes going down the middle? Because you put Nunes down the middle, somehow he might end up on the left, on the right, he just can't stay straight. He just can't, he just can't score. So when I put somebody down the middle, we're going to end up slanting. They said Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Sheffield Wednesday defeated Newcastle 2 1, another big result. Um, any any thoughts on this one, family? I mean, right. and, and the reason why I brought this up, I want to highlight this. Newcastle is, is definitely punching above their weight in the EPL. They have a lot of investments, a lot of money being injected into the club. And I mean, with the with the hype and, and, and the level of play and the level of consistency they have shown in the EPL, I would have expected them to try to make a run at winning one of these trophies. Not the EPL. The FA Cup was the next thing that was closest to them. Got them now with nothing else. All right. So um, there's another trophy there in the running for an, an unofficial trophy, the top four trophy. And, top four and, and a trophy, brother. You're not getting a trophy that... You, you, the money where you get is better than the FA Cup money, though, don't it? All right. So if yes, you, if it's you invest better it, than it. Yeah, so if you invest a bag of money in the side, you want returns on it. No, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not. If I was a Newcastle fan, like like um, Homeboy from Two West Challenge, I would feel kind of some sort of way to lose a Sheffield Wednesday. But you lose the battle, but the real war is finishing in the top four. And that, that, to me, is the bigger priority. We know Sheffield not beating Man City in the, in, in the FA Cup. We know, I mean, Newcastle not beating Man City in the FA Cup. We know Man City, Newcastle can't beat Arsenal. And the way our Man U is playing, it's going to be a push to beat Man U in the, in the FA Cup. So they're not winning the FA Cup. Ball so around, why, Junior. Junior, ball huh? around. If, if Stephen Edge can beat Aston Villa, ball around. All right, but the ball you, you need the ball to be around four straight times. <laughs> and and versus continue punching above your weight, beat who you're supposed to beat, challenge versus teams where you're supposed to challenge and try and try for cross the line in the top four and get Champions League football at Toonside or Tyneside next year. That is the priority. Yeah, first, so first. yes, it hurt. As a new if I was a Newcastle fan. It hurt. But we have bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. Uh, Barracuda fish you have to fry. Um, Geraldo Hian says Lopetegui a good coach. And if given a chance, he will shine. I agree. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we will see. We will see. All right. Um, the big match in the, in the FA Cup. <laughs> what was built as a big match in the FA Cup a few weeks ago? Turned out to be an easy early Sunday morning thing. Man City beat the bricks of Chelsea. Why? Them couldn't give them six. Um, they could have. Junior, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you make of this? I mean, it, we, I think we all expected them to lose. Chelsea, that is. I mean. No. You didn't expect them to lose or lose in After... that manner? After the midweek game, no. No. Honestly, okay. after the midweek game, I expected some form of a, um, a reaction, right? But, but I gave a big tease earlier about, I'm going to tell you guys why Grandpa is not at fault. Um, real quick, when in, in the Premier League or any club team, when you have a new coach that come in, look over the last year, the high-profile coaches... When we talk about um, Ole coming in, when we talk about, I'm, I'm talking about high profile story coaches, that are stories everybody care about. When Arteta took over at Arsenal, when, um, when Klopp took over at Liverpool, when David Myers took over at Manchester United. Look at the difference in how all of these coaches approach building the side, right? If we are honest with ourselves, Graham Potter got a Chelsea side at the time when Chelsea was seen as probably the second best team in Europe. If we really think about it, Chelsea was supposed to be the second best team in Europe and that would have been a disrespected honor because they just they, are, they were coming off a Champions League victory two years ago or a year and a half ago, right? And look at what happened to Chelsea now. But brought up Arteta, I brought up David Mize. When David Mize took over at Manu, David Mize had the bright idea that he could move on from everybody at Manchester United and build him own side. And that was to his demise, right? When Arteta took over at Arsenal, he moved on from who he needed to move on to. But remember that first year, everybody was saying how Arsenal was down to skin and bones. And Arteta played the players that he trusted. And those are the same players that he's playing now, but he added pieces at, at, at key parts and then fought up the squad, right? When Potter took over at, at, at Chelsea, I can imagine that conversation in, in, in the interview all right, Graham. Um, Tuchel had Chelsea. We won. We won the Champions League, but we don't like the way we're playing football. We want Cristiano Ronaldo because Cristiano Ronaldo going to sell jerseys. I will want to play pretty football. Can you do that for us? And Graham, Graham Potter said, "Yeah, you hire me right now. We get rid of blah 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 blah." And then run down a list of names and then say, "Get rid of them Monday, and we will win." Right? To me, that was the biggest risk he took. Look at the successful coaches that come in the league. They don't just jump in and make wholesale changes. Uh, Pep played with Yaya. After Yaya, call him racist. Played Yaya till Yaya's wheels fell off. And then move on from Yaya and build him side. I think that's Grandpa's biggest mistake. He tried to make changes too quick. 
and you still rely on the players them where you want to change, the man them not raise you again. Yeah, but I uh, think that is Chelsea's problem. Uh, I, I mean, I see it a, a little bit differently. I, and I don't know if Graham Potter is the guy. I, right. I want to make that abundantly clear. He got, what, a five years contract um, at Chelsea. Um, <clears throat> they gave uh, uh, Brighton a nice package to get um, to, to prime away from, um, from Brighton to, to, for Chelsea. So I don't know if Graham Potter is the guy. A full disclosure. So I just want to get that out of the way. But he has not, um, you know, one of the things is that he has not had a transfer window yet. He's going through the first transfer window in um, this month, right? January. Because he took over after Tuchel's window closed. Because Tuchel oversaw Fafana, oversaw Kalo, um, Kulubali, Kukurela. Tuchel oversaw the, the last transfer window. And he wasn't given time to really flex his muscle, you know? The team right. continued to lose. And the man them said, y'all go on a road. All right? So, but Grant and Abonian. Grand Potter knew what he, he was getting himself into. So he knew that these are not necessarily his ideal players that he would like to work with. But he knew the squad coming in. What, what I'm seeing from a Chelsea outfit now is the same foolishness that Tuchel was um, implementing and, and, and utilizing. Kai Havertz, for example, has been mediocre for the last 10 months, or probably even longer than that, and Kai Havertz continues to play, no matter who is the coach. So, it, it, I don't know if Kai Havertz has as, as a clause in his contract that he needs to play a certain amount of minutes, but it's unbelievable to me that Kai Havertz can be so bad and so ineffective and yet, there is not even an under-23 striker. It's not even somebody in, in the Bush League that you cannot forward to play. Those are the fundamental issues that I have with um, Graham Potter. Is the inability to say, you know what? I don't care what your name is, no, brother. If you are not performing, go on, go on, bench. I, I see a lot of similarities here with David Moyes at, at, at Manchester United. Yes. I see a lot of similarities with him. You brought up David Moyes. And some of the similarities is that you have to make those tough decisions. And you just have to bench him on. And, and he's not doing that. And so, I, you can't fire him. So, all the Chelsea fans who have talked about soccer, I mean, I guess we will see. I guess you could fire him, but you cannot fire him no, right? Because he has not have a transfer window. His first transfer is the uh, Fofana, number two, David um, Docho uh, Fofana from, um, from uh, is it Monaco that they signed, and they signed another player. So they've signed a couple of players this transfer window. But what is abundantly clear is that Todd and the, the Carly group that owns Chelsea now, they want to go younger. Because they have made some moves in the young department. They've signed Omari Hutchinson from Arsenal. They signed a couple of kids from Italy and a couple of bright prospects. So those young right. kids, they signed Andres Santos from uh, Vasco de, de Gama in Brazil. So those young kids, at some point, you're just going to have to say, Graham Potter, I just have to say, just run out the young kids and forget the foolishness. And ultimately, that's where his determination will be. That is going to be the telltale of his, his, his story at Chelsea. Because the current team is, is just a bunch of bugs. I, I agree 100% with you. And, and, and 
I, I just have one question, though. Yeah. I, and I get what you're saying. But why is Kepa redeployed in goal? Why is Kepa still in goal? What, no, why was he deployed in goal? Why, 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 why Kepa in goal? I think, I think changing to Kepa with Kepa's history, I think that sing, I, I think, I think that sent shockwaves down the spine of the Chelsea squad because this is the same brother who refused to, to come off the field. In front with, with him coach in a was that Champions League with like, the, the penalty shootout or whatever. That was sorry in the, in the but remember now, Mendy was making and Mendy's also injured, you know. So they so the injuries injuries haven't haven't helped them because they have a laundry list of players that's uninjured from Reese James, Ryan Sterling, Angola Kante, who's probably their most critical player. Um, Angola Kante is injured. I mean. So them have a laundry list of injured players. Now, and, and Mendy is also injured. So you go to your high-priced goalkeeper. I mean, <laughs> Kepa, I mean, why you have $72 million goalkeeper? You can't play him, Junior. <laughs> why not? And, and remember now, under Tuchel, uh, Mendy was making some errors. You, you remember that game? I think it was against um, Aston Villa. I don't remember the opponent. He spilled the ball. And then the mob talk about him get fouled, and it's just the same thing. So those things, but it's 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 once a decision has been made, and if the errors start to creep in with Kepa, then you have to move on to the next goalkeeper because you have to hold people accountable. Bigger Bridget Arville. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because Arville said Chelsea is my team, but the team is a joke. No identity. You watch the game hoping they do something. Hit and miss business. Mediocrity. He doesn't seem to have a, to, to have the pedigree for a big time for a big team like Chelsea. No matter what, the team should be doing better. And 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 that, that, and that might be right. I I'm not. I don't dispute that he might not be the guy. Um, and like I always say, and I've said this before, and I will say it again, I endorsed the sacking of Thomas Tuchel when they sacked him. I mean, they had a different idea, different vision, different way of look at things between him and the, the, the new owners. And, it, and I saw it go. They move on. Graham Potter now is, is he the guy? We will see. Definitely the team looked toothless. But to be fair to him, his record is what? 25 games total, 13 victories, I think is what? Uh, five draws and seven losses. So, you know, it looked bad, but <laughs> it, it it's not the end of the world. The the important thing for Chelsea fans, I would say, just you know, go and drink some rum and easy because it's going to be a rough ride. Because it could get worse. It could get worse. <laughs> yeah. It, so 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 you see similarities with David Moyes, but you wouldn't sack him. Would you sack him? No. How much longer would you give him? I mean, the it, the question is because firing firing Potter is the easy answer, but the question is who would you replace him with? And Pochettino is still out there. We also hear Zidane not being France with 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 um the Champs extending his stay at France. Maybe Chelsea could be the perfect landing spot for Zidane. You never know. So the question is, is Chelsea's reputation tarnished enough to, to ward off a Pochettino or Zidane? If so, then you have to stick it out. If not, 
I'm pulling the trigger right now. Yeah, yeah. And 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 what is abundantly clear now? The model that this ownership, Carlyak um, ownership group, and, and led by Todd Bo, um, uh, Bowley and 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 um, Ed L uh, Baghdadi, is that they are looking to try to build young players. They have recruited a lot of young talents, and they they believe that Graham Potter is the guy with his work at whatever Oster done or Aston and his work at Brighton can be instrumental in making sure those young players get valuable minutes and get developed. So if you go for Zidane or, or, or uh, Pochettino, can you still commit to that strategy? For Pochettino, yes. If you give Pochettino manager side at Tottenham who went three years without a transfer or something like that, okay. a significant transfer. So for Pochettino, this is ideal this is ideal situation where you can tell him, say, yo, that give some money, you know, bring in any ball away you want, then they just have to be under 25. So, but, it uh, might not work for Zidane, but I think it will work for Pochettino. But you're going to go with a man who not going to win nothing. Pochettino going to play some good ball, but he's not going to win nothing. Um, so what are we losing? We, how, how is Potter any different? Because at the end of the day, you've made a bet on an investment. Five years you gave him, you know, because if you sack him, you, know, you have a P.O.T.'s contract, you know. Five years you gave him. If you sack him, you're saying that, bruh, we can't work with this, brother. So now the youth system is just something that um, we can't work with no more. Well, I don't know what his salary is, but at this rate, all right. So let's say Chelsea go the Renaissance route and, and say so we're going to rebuild the side with some young players, right? Then forget about Champions League this year. Forget about Champions League next year. Unless you have some real wonder kids come up. So you're looking at probably two years without Champions League money. I don't know how much Grandpa's salary is in five years or not, but I am willing to bet it's not past one Champions League season money. So if me can bring in a coach and, and ensure me get my Champions League money this year, me can pay off your five years and tell you for go on with your business. I'm going to play Champions League every year because... You, you can't want to bring in somebody to develop young players, fine. But if the older players don't respect him or won't play for him, that's a problem. And you want to bring in some young players when they go up against Pep, they must, they must be starstruck. No, you want the old, old great one man to go there and, and, and play some ball. So there has to be some balance. I think Potter doesn't have the respect of the locker room. I really do. And after losing... To Man City 1-0 in the Premier League midweek after throwing in the towel halfway through the first half, only down one love. The man makes some changes and put him be a young boy. Yeah. And you come out three days later, four days later, and lay an egg like this. No yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you have to you have to go, you have to go. I mean, it, according to some reports, his salary is 10 million pounds annually. So that's his salary. So I mean, I 50 million. Piece? Yeah, so just fifty million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> just fifty million pounds. Watch the space. Um, you know, Chelsea fans just go on well, no kind of easy because it's gonna be a rough ride. Um, but that's in a nutshell for for for, for the FA Cup. The um the next round of matches will draw took place. Um, so. Let's let's take a look at the EPL results. You had something to say, Junior. You were looking up some results 
something regarding Pata? I love, I'm just looking at um, qualification for Champions League is worth 3.5 million. Okay, so you're looking, you're doing the numbers. Doing the numbers. Doing, 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 doing the numbers. All right, let's let's pivot from Chelsea versus uh, Manchester City. I mean, the FA Cup to taking a look at some EPL results that took place in midweek. Um, of course, Chelsea lost to Man City again. Southampton um, not defeated Nottingham Forest, Leeds, West Ham 2-2, Aston Villa 1-1 at Wolves, Spurs, Crystal Palace on Wednesday. Um, Spurs beat the bricks off Crystal Palace. Um, Junior, any results over the, the, the festive period that stood out for you? Um, I know your Manchester United team seems to be looking good. You know, you see that Spurs 4-0 victory over Crystal Palace is alarming. And the reason why is Crystal Palace, while they are not a contender for top four or anything serious, they never really get beat up like this before, right? Um, Brentford beating the brakes off Liverpool. That I've seen that story before with Liverpool. That that's so, so that's why that's why it don't really it don't really shock me. But I honestly was shocked with what Tottenham did to um with what Tottenham did to Crystal Palace. I actually I actually expected better from Crystal Palace. Yeah. I've, I Tottenham wasn't really looking that hard coming in. Yeah, because Tottenham lost a prior game, a previous game to Aston Villa uh, 2 0. So Aston yeah. Villa, I mean, I just, I just, yeah, I don't even know what to say at Tottenham. Tottenham is Tottenham. We watch the space regarding um, Mr. Conte and what's going on over there. Um, the table family at, at, at the FA Cup break, uh, just looking at the table, the FA Cup, the EPL table, and where things are. Uh, Arsenal still sitting on top, family 44 points. Man City 39 points in second place. Southampton way down the bottom on 12 points. Five games losing streak for Southampton. Junior Chelsea in the middle of the pack 10, <laughs> 25 points. Um, you know, your thoughts? Wolves and Lopetegui in the night in the drop zone. At game at match day 18, Junior, will Lopetegui get this team out of this relegation zone, family? Yeah, but but the 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 the, the two teams that should be well, one team should be raising some alarm bells is West Ham. You have to say what the hell is going on at West Ham, right? Um, and as with all the money spent, I will care not nothing on Faris. Them still, I keep them head above water, right? Them two teams surprising to me. I would expect Nottingham Forest to be way down a gully. Um, but West Ham, to me, is a team that you have to sit down and say, what is really going on? And do you attribute that to right. coaching? Um, that, that's an easy call. But Antonio has fallen off. Ever, and, and, and it, it, that because with Jamaica, I'm going to run my joke them all the time. But ever since Antonio started playing with Jamaica, he has not done... Anything for West Ham, nothing at all, right? So, and they were they were heavily dependent on Antonio, and so, and it shows. So they went how out. Much, so they went yeah. out in the summer, right? And 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 secure the services of Skamaka, who was outstanding 
um, for what? Fiorentina um, scored a bag of goals. Um, and now he's in the EPL. It's a different league. They also went out and got Paqueta. Um, and I, I, you know, I watch West Ham play junior and, 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 I, and I don't think that the coach is ready. I don't what? think, and the reason why this, I, the team, the team has talented players, you know, and, and, you know, the Skamaka and, and Paqueta transfer kind of epitomized the, the talent pool that they have. There's no way West Ham's supposed to be 17 in this league below Leeds, before, below Leicester, below Crystal Palace. There's no way. Brentford, I mean, what I saw from West Ham in the last game or last few games is that once the first strategy is to try to find the striker long, if it don't yeah. work, then we try to see if we can bully some football. So now Antonio, if we can play bully football and see if we can get a goal. I mean, yep. and then if Antonio now work, Antonio now work, let's say now Yermolinko, say we can get some bully football or the other tall brother. It, it's just... David Moyes for do better, brother. A long time my coach. Him for do better. But that's the problem. He's been coaching too long. That is, his style is archaic. And he hasn't evolved. It's looked the same way. Like, like, like about what, what, um, Barnes from, what, what name? Beans, Leighton Beans and the Monday from Everton. It, 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 they're just, no. Leighton Beans and, yeah, Leighton Beans and the entire foolishness. And, 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 and Muppet. Uh, uh, Mariano Fellini. <laughs> Fellini, yeah, he's the same football and playing. So no, so yes, I, I I agree with you. Now that you you have convinced me, is coaching is a problem. Um, um, yeah. Looking at this table, family, January eighth. I mean, we're 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 a little bit pushing up close to the midway. What is thirtieth game? So game nineteen will be midway in the thing. Uh, you're, I saw a bet recently, I think it was Steve Nichol and, and, a, and another host at ESPN bet 50, 50 pounds that Arsenal won't finish in the top four. Um, you expect Arsenal to finish in the top four here, family. You don't hear, expect this to drop out. The next, the next two fixtures is going to be telling because Spurs can't catch Arsenal. Liverpool can't catch Arsenal. Newcastle cannot catch Arsenal, right? Not because I'm a Man U fan. Man U can catch Arsenal. But the next two fixtures is going to be telling. Obviously, Man City is on hot on Arsenal's tree. I don't care, it's only five points. But Man City is very hot on them tail. But I'm, I'm telling you guys this right now. Man U is going to make a serious push. I never see it coming. I, I, I'm shocked that I'm even saying it. But the next two fixtures are going to be telling. And also, Newcastle can slip, trip, fall, and maintain momentum based on the results of the next two games. Because Arsenal plays Tottenham and Manu next. Man City play Manu and Tottenham next, right? Let me get the fixture. I'm, I'm, and, I'm pulling it up here. And I'm pretty, pretty, I'm pretty sure that, that, that that's it. So Newcastle. Um, the Manchester Derby is Saturday, January 4th. Saturday. And then, and then, and then play Arsenal away at, 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 um, at, at Arsenal. So hypothetically speaking, 
if Manu beat Man City this Saturday, all Arsenal have to do is take care of Manu at them house the following week and them good, assuming them take care of Tottenham. Right? Hypothetically speaking, if Tottenham beat Arsenal, all them have to do is draw our, 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 our stem the tide with Man City in the next game. And then they are in the running for top four. Yeah. So there, there's so much that can happen in those four games. Now, ideally for Man City, if Man City beat Man U Saturday, which they should, if Man City beat Man U Saturday, I hope that Man U have a revenge game against Arsenal. On the 22nd. On the 22nd. And Man City take care of Tottenham like they should, then Man City can be up two points behind Arsenal, right? But yeah. this is the other key thing that I heard this stat. It's not my stat. I heard this from United Stands. I'm going to give United Stands credit. Of all the top six teams, Man U has played the most games against the top six contenders amongst themselves before the first half of the season which means that the second half of the season is against teams that they should be favored against, assuming that they don't have any injuries. That's why I'm saying look out for Manu because they can go on a very hot run. Yeah. It all depends on the next two games. Yeah. Arsenal plays Tottenham on Sunday, next Sunday, um, January 15th. And like you said, they'll play Manchester United on the 22nd. Of course, they have an FA Cup game tomorrow against Oxford. So, big, big games coming up for Arsenal family. Big, big games coming up. Big, big yeah. games coming up. So, EPL again. Arsenal sitting on top. 44 points. Southampton down at bottom. Um, 28 on 12 points. <laughs> Good luck to Southampton and the rest of the family. Um, any final thoughts on the EPL table family? Chelsea middle of the park. Crystal Palace. At 12, Aston Villa sitting at 11. Lopetegig has work to do with Wolves. Would you let go of Mr. Frank Lampard at Everton, family? Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. My, right. fi my, fi my final thought, though, is there's a lot of landmines to come. There are a lot. In, in, in the final part. Big up, big up Just Soldier. But Bridging, Selector, ex Extraordinary, Just Soldier, Arsenal fan. Hey, just so you should forward on the show one time. I'll link you off. All right. Stepping away from the EPL family and just have to, you know, the legendary Long Live the King, the one Mr. Nascimento went on home, family, you know, while we were away, 1940 to 2002, 82 years old. Junior, three World Cup titles, brother. This, this man has left an indelible mark. The one and only Pele. Your thoughts, you know, on, I mean, we reported on Pele's sickness while we were, we were, we did our last show because he was moved to palliative care. And, you know, the news broke. I mean, Junior. There's not, there's not much to say about this man. I mean, I think it's all been said, you know. Um, yeah. But big up, big up for Pelé. the greatest, the greatest striker ever. And now, heaven, the gods have the greatest striker ever joining the greatest midfielder ever. 
You know, um, in Diego. I, Imagine I, that a football game. It's going to be a very good football game. Big, 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 big football game. I mean, just to highlight some of the, 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 the accomplishments, I mean, Copa Libertadores titles, 62-63, Intercontinental Cup, 62-63. And this was, you know, and, and, and something that is very important. We want to teach you youths them after they the ball, youths them. Like, I will love the game. I mean, back in the 50s, back in the 60s, and, you know, um, it's not, you have these world tours. You didn't have a regular FIFA Club World Cup that these teams from different parts of the world would contest. And so you have tours. And, and so Pele and Santos, which was the big side back then, would do tours. And then they would take on the big side in Europe and then drop them belly. So um, I, I remember reading Pele's uh, story. I read it about him from primary school days. So the man I just... The man are just the man are just legendary. Legendary. I, 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 I love how you're you pretty it up because you have a lot of idiots out there who want to say, oh, um, he didn't he didn't win any European titles, he didn't play in Europe, he didn't win the Ballon d'Or in the all kind of foolishness. Doing the history people. The Ballon d'Or didn't wasn't given to, to non-Europeans at the time. There wasn't there wasn't no big extra extradition from South America to go play in Europe at the time. Even with Diego Maradona, it wasn't done pre- primarily at the time. And there's a reason why when people go play against Brazil at the time, they came there and got lessons. This brother is the greatest ever, one of the greatest ever. Um, he's is is high up on the totem pole. It. it it's only idiots out there that want to have crazy conversations that, that would want to throw dirt on him name. I have no problem with people saying anybody else is the greatest ever. Just don't try to down this man's name to hype up your guy's name. Yeah, That's man. all I have to say. Yeah, man. Um, a top scorer in the um, Palesta from 57, 58, 59. 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 69, 73. Pele scored a bag of goals, brother. A bag of goals. Um, I think the total number is what? 1,200 and something. I think it's 1,200. I don't have the exact numbers. Exact number here. Um, you know, FIFA Centennial Award in 2024. I mean, BBC per sports novelty. I mean, yo, of course, won the World Cup at 17. The only person to have, what, three other things there. So win three World Cup, yeah. And, and that, that record probably will never be broken. Never. Mbappe, ne- could, Mbappe had a chance to, to at least tie it. But that record probably will never be broken. Voted the greatest player of the 20th century by World Soccer in 1990. Nine, at least of a century by Reuters in nine. I mean, the one and only. What good, brother? What good? You know, what good? The indomitable, the man himself. And 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 you know, as as youth, as youth who who play this game. I mean, it's always imperative and great to see somebody that look like us, look like me, even though I'm kind of bleach out. Oh, you know. Um, who look like me excel on the top scale. And Edson Arantes do Nascimento Pele 
was that player for a lot of youths growing up. A black man that doing big things. So big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, big up to Pele. Thank you, boss. Um, Junior, before we go my we are going to do one look a quick um, talk about Jamaican football, you know. Uh, because we have to do yard ballers report and we're about to go my yard. First show for the year. Just quickly, some yard ballers news. Um, Bonishaw ended the year the second leading goal scorer in the, in the uh, women's league over there in England. And you know what? While we had it, ballers are the 2022 thing for your family. Who do you hand out and give an award to? Your biggest baller of 2022. Club, coach, and player. Um, your core our team, team. It have to be Messi. It have to be Argentina. You Messi know, I and never Argentina, s- your ball as at twenty twenty two. I never see them having that type of World Cup. Um, club have to be Real Madrid and coach definitely have to be the mafia man of Real Madrid. Nah, Carlo, um, Carlo, Carlo Ancelotti. Big up, big up to the boss. Um, yeah, yeah, I think most of us are share the sentiments and saying that, you know, Argentina gets the ball of the year as a team for winning the World Cup. More and squeezing the reggae girls get a ball of, of the year award too because with all the turmoil and the Vimbley and Casa Casa and they made yes. it to a second, a consecutive World Cup. I have to give the team a ball of the year, man. Big up to myself, to the reggae girls. And the coach too. Fan- and the coach. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, I want to slide in Coach Vin, um, Vin and slash Coach Lauren Donaldson. Give them a ball of the year. I mean, the circumstances, um, you know, some of each individual didn't dictate their circumstances, but they stepped into it. Vin or um, Lauren at the latter end, and them just said, why? Well, work with what we have and make this thing successful. So big up, big up to those two. Um, and I'm going to add to it too, the Reggae Girls Foundation. Um, and, and everybody who is behind the Reggae Girls Foundation will have to give them a ball of, a ball of the year as well because so many times this train could have, could have derailed, right? This train to, to, to Australia could have derailed so many times. And we saw where Sidella Mali and company and um, even the president, I was. I apologize if I'm forgetting your name right now, but the president that we had on the show for the Reggae Girls Foundation, they they are a model Ms. of hope. Mr. Delicom. Mr. Delicom, and, and my apologies, lady, my lady, but we really love the way how they showed a model of keeping an organization with their eyes on the prize, in, in, in the eyes of during, the, during some of the body storm, where we sit down and chronicles, right? And there are even stuff out there that we are aware of that we don't even talk about on the show that happened. And it, it's just hats off to them. So the whole Reggae Girls come Foundation. Ball of the year. Uh, yeah. Ball of 2022. 20, We're just kicking, out, kicking, kicking it around, family, as we get ready for going we are first show of 2023. For new listeners, big up yourself. Welcome. This is Ball Chat. Consider subscribe or smash the like button. Or if you don't like the content, just let us know. Um, Junior, Bugs at 2022, family. Who do you have, family? Who do you have? Who do you have? Who do you have? Biggest disappointment as a player in 2022. Biggest disappointment as a coach in 2022. And biggest team disappointment in 2022. 
All right, for, for player, it has to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and, 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 and the circumstances surrounding, surrounding him, um, he has that aged gracefully, right? And, and, and I understand what went on with his daughter, uh, for untimely death of his daughter, and that affected him at the start of the season. Um, and it's not, it's not in my right to say, well, push that aside and blah, blah, blah. And football is just a game, right? We understand all of that. But the way you carry yourself publicly, regardless, is also important, right? So that was very disappointed. As a team, dirty Brazil one. Big dirty stinking Brazil. And, and as a coach, who, who you got? But I didn't worry about coach. Those dirty stinking Brazil. All right, so those are your bugs for 2022. Uh, my bug as a team is Barcelona, Football Club Barcelona. Football Club Barcelona. How many levers, how many future team studio deals, studio rights, uh, a blue and sold, whatever, borrowed money, I, I can't keep up. And to get eliminated from the Champions League in the way they did to Inter Milan, to now play in the Europa League, to send, send, spend all this money on what? Lewandowski. Um, keep all these transfers in and you're still playing the second division um, European competition. So Barcelona, biggest, biggest bug team of the year. Um, it, it's, it's baffling how you sacrifice the future to win this trophy and yet you still end up not winning. <laughs> Not winning it. So big, big, big bug of the year for me. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I will say that the coach who's probably the bug of the year is the one, Mr. Greg Berhalter. Yo, I think I was thinking about it, dude. <laughs> it's the one, Mr. Greg Berhalter. And football family, we haven't really touched this Greg Berhalter thing, but we're going to touch it right now, family. And it's just a segue. And the reason why I gave him the bug of the year as a coach, the World Cup is over. You concluded, you know, whatever um, issues you've had with, with Gio Reyna, uh, et cetera. Just go on ahead. But the, the, the decision to then do that conference, that leadership conference, where he spoke about, you know, the player, a certain player was, was essentially disruptive to the group. And they had a vote as a team, put a vote as a team, and the team voted 13 to 12 to keep the player. Greg, a bug move that. You had your leadership conference. You had no right to bring up this info. Just go on, talk about leadership, and ignore them thing there. So you get the bug of the year from him, man. Greg Borhalter gets the bug of the year. Um, it's just... It's just a mess. And, and Junior, before we go on, we can't go on without saying something about this um, soap opera that is U.S. men's soccer's coaching fiasco. Yeah, and, and we're talking about the Reina family um, pushing their levers and, 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 and to, to, to steal a Barcelona term, employing the use of a lever to try to oust Greg Berhalter. Um, one thing that this should show is how important being a part of the organization is when hosting the World Cup. 
Because if if the US was a host in the next World, World Cup, Greg Barhelter will not take himself already. I'm going to probably resign right after the World Cup. Say we had a good run. Time for, time for give somebody else a chance. And blah, blah, blah. And we'll never hear about his Giorena story. We'll never hear about him abusing his wife. But because he wants to stay on for the next the next cycle and don't want to give up the Golden Goose in, in, in them fighting for this, this power struggle right now, um, I, I think it's a desperate move by the Reina family. But they are connected. Ernie Stewart and company is high up. And they obviously have a good old boys club. So maybe they already have a coach in mind what they, what they, what they want to support. And the, the decision has already been made in the backside. It's just now to bring everything to light so that they can get the court of public opinion against Craig so that we can just ship him out and bring in somebody else. It's a, it's a tough play. It's a tough sell because I think the powers to be is going to say, no, just like we did in 1994, we want to really try to win this World Cup. And we can't start our campaign like this. So I think all the parties at risk are, are, are at risk of getting flushed out the system in an attempt to really build a real momentum going into the next World Cup. Yeah, to update football family, um, U.S. Soccer has hired an outside law firm to do an investigation to investigate um I, uh, I i can't remember who spoke at the press conference ernie stewart and there was another spokesman along with uh president cohen spoke to the presser on uh thursday or friday and and they they hired a law firm an outside law firm to to do this investigation around some of the allegations that have been leveled against um greg and and not just the allegations that were brought forth by um uh, Daniel Egan Regan, uh, Rena, uh, Claudia Reina's uh, spouse, but also allegations of Greg's interaction with the staff and, 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 and personnel, etc. So um, I, I will say this, Julia. This reeks of nepotism and, and the nepotism that, 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 that has gotten you gotten somebody to a place with minimal, minimal minimal um i mean minimal successes we've gotten person a, a great prize with minimal successes because when they were reviewing or hiring coaches greg berhalter was probably the last person that many followers of this team thought would have gotten the job he had a mediocre he did a mediocre job at columbus crew had a 39 percent winning percentage um, he had a medio, did a mediocre job at um, a previous club in, in, in Europe, I think Sweden. Um, so, and there were other candidates that were just as good. But what was what was hugely beneficial to him? He, I mean, his brother Jay was high up in the organization, and his friend Ernie Stewart uh, um, was part of the sporting directorship. So, it's nepotism. It's it's one thing to get help to get a position. But when you're not good enough and got the position, it's the because if, if Greg Berhalter looked a certain other way, he wouldn't have gotten that interview. Let's just be clear. If, if, if Greg Berhalter was in a minority group and, and he wouldn't have gotten that interview with those numbers, with 39% winning, winning record, etc. 
So he got the interview because of his network, because of the people that he surrounds himself with. I know the same people there who didn't bite him when, <laughs> when, um, when he got the job. No, as the one who's helping to bring him down because of the way he, he, he treated um, their son. So, midday of love. Reggie says, are these your soccer federation shenanigans a sign that this is why they are not amongst the best? This whole pay-for-play weekend club style all run by good old boys club. 100%. 100%. 100%, Reggie. I, 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 you know, our kids played in the system, and we know it. It's all about who you know and all start a bangarang and play for play foolishness. So, you know. And, and he was, Greg Berhalter did another conference this week with Harvard. Or last, what I read off the chat. And he did say abundantly clear that he wants to continue in the role. His contract ended... Um, um, December 31st, so he says he wants to continue in the role as U.S. men's national team coach. Junior, put on your U.S. men's national team, uh, U.S. Soccer Federation leadership hat. Would you keep him on, Junior? Just like, just like with a, with a, with a grandpa question, it's easy to say fire him, but who's, the, who's going to be the coach? Like, which coach am I going to attract to come into this harness just now? So that's that that's that's the ideal question, you know. So am I going to get rid of Greg Berhalter who can get a result out of this team? I'm bringing somebody else who is foreign, not 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 necessarily a foreign coach, but foreign to these players who are now fractured. Because we saw it at the end of the World Cup, they are fractured. We I were in the group chat, I, I was laughing. Oh, you have four players in the stands with them family. You have three players on the, on the field in the center circle. You have some on the sideline. They didn't even want to go in the locker room. So which coach really want to come pick up that mess right now? So that's a question. If, if, if I have a coach out there that is proven and said, yes, I want to come in and take over this side, then yeah, obviously when I bring back Greg. But if there's no better option out there in terms of at least a better proven track record, which might not be that too hard to find, but also want to take on this harnessness, then we'll have a stick with Greg. I mean, I, I at think... least at least give Greg the opportunity to come in and fix up and smooth up back everything, and then we'll bring in a big name coach. <laughs> no, I, I would let him go. I mean, I and 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 this has a part of the reason why I would let him go is that, look, um, there were things that the Rainers did that was bad. Definitely, they will bring up the, the call to, to the executives about him kicking his, his girlfriend, now wife, from 92. I mean, them things have gone too far. It's not right. right, so it's, uh, you know, them. But the whole discussions and these presentations at leadership conferences about things that should be kept private i thought is not wise of a coach who wants to keep the group united because everyone knows that georina you're talking about and then if you hire back greg borhalter to lead then does he just mend the fence with Gio and said yo let's work past this and, and go forth are you just tell georina if you go on a yard look People, the, the the reality is this. 
Gio Reyna is one injury away from probably being done playing high-level football, right? One thing that he has shown is that he's injury-prone. So the, all of this cascas over a player who can't even stay healthy, to me, that's why I'm saying they are all at risk of getting washed out of the system. If I was to come in as a coach, I'd mean, say, yeah, but hear what? I have 100% autonomy over the team that gets selected. Me don't want to talk to nobody. The only thing I want to talk to you, Mr. President, about is making sure, sir, but that are my eyes and cross on my T's. But anything we have to do with players, it's still in-house with me. And with, with Raider not, Raider, if I was to take over, Raider not Raider, forward. Raider done with, with me. Raider, Raider is the Carlos Vela of America at this point. Unless Raider go up on this crazy tier and he don't get injured and improve himself. That, it, would have been, it would have been made abundantly clear if they had hired me. I'd want nothing to do with you because your family is a cancer and it, you only have to go prove on allegiance to me. Because guess what? I have better players. And, and you can't and, tell me say I'm lying. And, and, I, and I think for Greg Berhalta, I mean, the minute he got the job, so we talked about this, what, a few years ago, right? The minute he got the job, they were so sh- there was a camp that already lined up against him, right? Because we, right. Spoke, we looked at his mediocre coaching resume, 39% winning percentage at, and, at, at two separate clubs. So from, from, from the minute he got the job and his, the position of his brother in U.S. Soccer Federation, that led to, you know, a group that said uh, Greg Berhalter out. Now, he did well with the team and he won some games. But at the same time, brother, we don't need, they, they don't need all this headache. And, and, and I think some of this Giorena mess is that the World Cup, you were asked about why didn't you bring Giorena on? And you mentioned something about muscle tightness at the pre, uh, post-match presser. That was not necessary. Just say, yo, you know, it was my decision. Next question. Move on. The muscle tightness, no, then Gio Reyna was asked about why, I mean, what's going on with his muscle or something along the... And he says, I'm 100% fine. So, so, so you have now a back and forth problem there because if, if the player is healthy and the coach is putting out news that the player is not healthy, then a player who's, who's been labeled as glass man and soft swoop doesn't want that because that can affect his total bread. Because at the end of the day, if, he, if the, his coach is saying that he's, 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 he's injured or is having injury, injuries in the World Cup, then that affects his chance of going out and dominating and try to, um, in long term, affect his, his bottom line of getting more money. So it, some of them things is, is self-inflicted. I... I I don't care what U.S. soccer want to do. I mean, I'll watch and see what they do. Yeah, there's, there's more to come on that. But BM said the Rainers are like the Butler family in Jamaican football. <laughs> <laughs> there comes a time when the, when the constant pasta pasta becomes draining. I agree. There's John Davis said, just a giant is remind, come on, say Chelsea are garbage. <laughs> so there, there's, more, there's more to come on that story, Avon. Watch the space. Watch the space. Watch the space. Football family, first show for the new year. Big up to the family. We're out to go by yard. Big up, big up to everyone as always. Uh, more to come on this Greg Berhalter versus U.S. Soccer Federation fiasco. Um, sporting director Ernie Stewart, friend of Greg Berhalter, might also be on the chopping block. I don't even know. Well, uh, 
It come like a clean house thing for go on right over. You know. him, him black. I'm half white, I'm half black, so I'm good to go. Good to go. <laughs> Yo, if you're new to the show, consider joining us next Sunday uh, again as we do this every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern. If you're new to the show, also subscribe to the channel or consider subscribe. Uh, drop us a line at Balch at Podcast. We're on social media. To the show, you can connect with us. You can connect with us at Ballchat1 on Twitter, Ballchat on Facebook. We're on Instagram at Ballchat Podcast. Happy New Year, family. Bless up to all listeners. Respect, one love. Junior, bless up yourself, family. Look more.